You're listening to the Longbox Podcast. I'm Tyler Olson. I'm Matthew Murphy. And this is the Batman The Dark Knight Strikes Again Shortbox Special. Hi everyone, welcome to my ulcer. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> hello, hi, hello. It's a, it's a great thing to have gastritis when you do a podcast, that's totally great, because this uh, this button that I can turn off my mic when I need to cough, it's just going to be used for gross burps. I mean, if it makes if it makes you feel better, I... Uh, no, I don't think words can make this feel better. I was going to do a reveal for the Fantastic Four one, but I'll, I'll dump it here to make you feel better. Sure, sure. Is it relevant to this book or Fantastic no, Four? No. It's okay. relevant to my struggles versus your struggles in Ulster. Okay. So I've gotten very bored lately. I've been trying not to buy more books, but I've been subscribing to a lot of porn sites. Oh, boy. All right. And you I just... bought myself... Another subscri- uh, an external hard drive. An external hard drive. <laughs> That's what was plugged into your computer. Now, let me tell you, I now have two terabytes worth of Pinot. I need to go out of my house. I think this is rock, Bob. I think, uh, yeah, I would say it's uh, it's up there. I, uh, I, it's up there. You and I are in the winter slums right now. <laughs> it's, it's a dark place. The slums of, is it winter yet? I yeah, I think, think it's officially so. winter. Wasn't the solstice where the the Clinton sacrifice kids happening? I guess. Yeah, yeah that's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to a short box special. Yeah. How was your week, Matt? Uh, I got caught in another squall today. Squall! Um, so that pretty much uh, so, represents my week. It's Waka Faka Flames' favorite weather phenomenon. I hate squalls. I don't know why it keeps happening. It happens on Wednesdays. In the afternoon, in the exact same spot on the highway. What is your What is your opinion on Squall from Final Fantasy? Uh, Squall is awesome. Yeah, okay. uh, I love the Gunblade. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Gunblade guy. Cooler than Cloud. I agree. Saying, I, I agree. I think Cloud's a fucking dork. Cloud's hair doesn't move when he moves. It doesn't make sense. Sephiroth, also dweeb. Sephiroth, Sephiroth uh, I had that weird moment when I was younger where it was like, I think it was Sephiroth, Gerard Way, and Zac Efron, where I had that moment where I was like, am, am I gay? <laughs> Sephiroth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the sound of Matt, Matt with the unlimited nut in high school. <laughs> I, uh, I only play one-winged angel when I beat my meat. Hey, that, uh, what are you, Kenny Omega? <laughs> he does that, doesn't he? He does. He 100% does. Uh, yeah, welcome to comic books, guys. This is another week where we're not doing uh, a weekly show, uh, mostly because we had to bank these in advance. Uh, we are recording this show and the one you will get next week, um, which is going to be a show, a very interesting show. I am um, not looking forward to it. So next week, uh, if you guys have time to watch it on Disney+, Plus, uh, watch Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, and in advance, we apologize. <laughs> please, please buy alcohol. Please oh, yeah, take a drink, yeah. smoke, do whatever drug you need. You need something for this movie. You need assistance with this movie. I, it took a lot. And yeah. let me tell you, I made a lot of use out of my Tushy account to get through that movie. Um, but for this week, we didn't watch a movie. No. We read a book. A, a comic book. So we read uh, a, a, a sequel 
to probably one of the most well-known, most important pieces of Batman comic book history, or even comic book history in general, I would say. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns is possibly one of the most important books to ever come out. I agree with that. Um, I don't think it's for, it's for everyone's taste. Um, uh, Have but you read it since you first read it? I only first read it like a year or two ago. So I At least have, fully. Dark Knight Returns is right there with Watchmen where I've tried to reread it since the first time I've read it and I just can't bring myself to finish it. It's funny. I can reread Watchmen anytime, honestly. And I can just read an issue of Watchmen and be like, yeah, that's good. That's I can't. Tasty stuff for me. That's one of my evergreen books uh, as much as a fucking nerd that makes me sound. It's just like so cliche. Oh yeah, Watchmen's the best book of all time. The saga's in my top ten you, books. You know what I feel? Oh, you know what's mine? And you're gonna make fun of me and listeners. It's Naruto. I can reread Naruto. No, I do not blame you. I don't blame you. It's so good. You forget, and people don't really know this, but I used to read Naruto constantly. I read all of Shippuden on a weekly basis up until Jiraiya died, and I got uh, depressed and stopped reading. I respect that. Never finished the pain arc. Sorry, the pain arc was rough. Yeah, Um, but uh, Dark Knight Strikes again. By a little-known uh, fedora-wearing uh, uh, creator named Frank This is pre-fedora. Is it, though? No, he started wearing... Because I read an article about this. <laughs> so he started... Was it a Vice article? No, it was... I think it was Washington Post. What? Uh, but he started wearing the fedora after the Sin City movie because he was hanging out with Robert Rodriguez, who always wore the fedoras. He... Uh, he his... copped the man's fashion sense. Here's the thing, though. Wearing the fedora... I don't think it's necessarily a physical thing as much as a mindset. It's definitely. Even before the he wore the fedora, my guy was wearing the fedora. Yeah. Well, and especially during while reading this book, there this, um, you know, my history of Frank Miller is not the deepest or uh, broadest knowledge. That's changed since we started doing. The it's show. only changed because of you, to yeah. be honest. Um, like I read Daredevil: Born Again for the first time this year. Uh, oh technically next the last year at this point um i've read dark knight returns re- relatively recently I, I could not get into dk3 and i haven't read golden child yet um golden child i i wanted to ask you because i read it and I it have is it. it's something you'll get my thoughts on it because it's on it's on my list of stuff i'm gonna read on vacation so okay uh, it's just it's just it's just a, a big book, and I just when I'm reading weekly, it's hard to get to those black label books sometimes because it kind of throws off the. Can I tell the you? Flow for me. It's not a big book because the dialogue is unreadable. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, it's awful. So similar to this book then. <laughs> so so after Dark Knight Returns, everyone can say that Dark Knight Returns is is, is an important book. Um, His most important book, I'd also say. No. Uh, debatable. I think. Yeah, I guess. I think Sin City and... Uh, 300. Uh, 300, and even Born Again are, are up there as well. But this book, Dark Knight Strikes Again, came out in, what was it, 2002, I believe? Oh, yeah. D- D- yeah, yeah. So, where, whereas Dark Knight Returns came out in what? Dark Knight Returns came out in 86? 86, yeah. So, it's, 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 it's been a while um, between the release of these two books and... Ah, boy. Um, to say that this is a very... This is like a weird thing to say for me. While reading this, it felt like a very personal experience. Does that make sense? It felt more visceral than Dark Knight Returns was. It, it was very strange because it felt like 
someone who felt their age for the first time. And that's the first time I saw that in his work. So what Liefeld is going through right now. A hundred percent what Liefeld is going through. You know, I mean that literally. It's 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 interesting because the art is um, – it's not Dark, Dark, Knight, Dark Knight Return. It's not Sin City. It's changed with It's this book. changed. And, and I think this is going to be awful to say. Um, what's that book we always – we never talk about and no one likes to talk about it? It was supposed to be DK3? I with don't. the with the Muslims, Holy Terror. Holy Terror was supposed to be DK three. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. It was originally pitched. It was a Batman book. Um, the I, female... I know that, but I didn't know. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, DK three. Yeah. Um, but that's more akin to the Sin City stuff. Sure. This sure. is very cartoony. It has a very political cartoon. Yeah, to it. In, in in more ways, like even Ralph E. Newman shows up in this. Like it's literally in the book. Um, uh, this book was the Dixie Chicks show up in as the Super Chicks. Oh shit! I did not. I just realized that reading it for the second. That's time. such a two thousand early two thousands reference. Yes. <laughs> Remember when they were like, uh, important? Maybe not even important, but they were in the controversial. Yeah, and then people were like steamrolling over their CDs in the South. Wow. Um, oh, boy. So I. I don't want to say I dislike this book. It's an experience, and that's why I was curious because 100%. you're reading it for the first time, whereas I'm reading it for the second time. Yeah, it's a hundred percent an experience. I just, I almost felt a little guilty reading this book, in so much that it, I feel like this is is such a visceral reaction to uh, what Frank Miller was feeling at the time, especially because I know 9/11 affected him very uh, deeply the metropolis scene in issue three yeah where metropolis is destroyed everyone of the superman family is dead yeah yeah that you could that was that was your jr jr spider-man 9-11 scene in dc i mean maybe for this this book I don't yeah know, maybe not in, in general <laughs> remember when dr doom was crying um, it didn't make any sense <laughs> i i was learning on a podcast the other day where a famous uh marvel creator was like that's my favorite issue of all time. It was so powerful. And I was the like, issue is good, I was but like, there are character interactions there that don't make any sense. I was like, how? How? Why? We should do that for 9-11. Take, <laughs> we, oh, I, we, We're reviewing the black issue. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, it always comes back. It, it, yep, yep. Uh, no, so, so, geez, we just turned uh, Frank Miller's uh, cri- uh, mental and personal crisis with 9-11 into a joke. Whoops. Um, no, so it is it is big. He was writing this while when 9-11 happened is what I remember you Yes, he now. was living a few blocks away. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, he was living in an oh. apartment building in Manhattan. Shit, yeah, that could really... That could he really grew up in Manhattan. Up. Yeah, and then not only is that happening, but I think the immediate uh, deployment of the war on terror and that really affected him. I mean, holy terror right away it is a is a is a direct um response to that but we see a little bit of that here this this whole book is a rebuke of uh the established status quo and it, it, and batman is not batman in this book no. this is the least bruce wayne iteration of batman it, it's i even feel like it's so dissimilar from batman and dark knight returns like it, it feels like a different character 
it does and I, that's why like the second time around i appreciated the coloring so much because the original version it felt like someone vomited on the page it felt like a kaleidoscope of digital coloring that i've never seen before and i didn't like it but in this pa- time I, my reading of it Wait, uh was this recolored no this is the original coloring okay so you read it when it was recolored no i read it i read i read first time i read it I didn't like the coloring. So you weren't a Lynn Varley fan at the time? No, Lynn, Var- Var- Lynn Varley is usually a painter. Okay. Her pa- Like, if you look at 300, it's sure, nothing sure, like sure, this. Yeah. This was digitally colored. You can tell it's very early digital color, too. There, there. I think it's that, that double-page spread with uh, Black Canary and Stargirl, uh, or Star Chicks. Yeah. Um, where... It looks like you're on MS Paint and you turned on the gradient option and you did the fill bucket. Well, you have that. I wanted to bring it up, and I, that's the reason I downloaded it and made the background of my phone. <laughs> um, the what the um, the Daily Planet magazine with the off-center title. Look at that. That it's is not, an off-center it's title. It's off-center. <laughs> that's what you're into. The, it wasn't the, the booty cheeks on there? It wasn't the cheeks. It's... It, even how far will it go is off center. You really are in the slums of, of winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's bad. But no, like, but that just feels like early early digital um, comics, at least in, in in the mainstream. Like people didn't know how to use a centering tool. Maybe it didn't exist. I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah, it is. But maybe we should talk about the the super chicks in this. Um, I mean, well, I think we'll talk about the general story and the plot if we if we even can. <laughs> so no, I this time around I noticed it. I noticed the semblance of a plot because it's barely a plot. It is. It feels like a confessional in a way. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because it, it all around you you have um you have the super chicks. They're sure. dressed as superheroes. They are erotic dancers, singers. You have the... which feels like a not an interrupt, but that feels like a direct uh uh response to the dawn of internet pornography, internet. and and the accessibility that the general public has to it. And it's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And then all the people are only talking about the distractions. The government's lying to – I hate to say this. I, I put this book down, and I was like, the message of this book is Jet Fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> well, I, I, honestly, reading this book, especially in the week that I read it in, was very strange because it's like, oh, shit, nothing has changed here. No. Um, the president is a literal hologram controlled by Lex Luthor and Brainiac. Um, it's it's There's – there, but he's not, like, picking a side in this either. He's just – angry yeah. he's angry at the people he's angry at the people profiting off of it he's angry at the government he's angry at being horny yeah yeah it's weird and the only there's that weird message throughout the book too where he's like the youth will take over the youth of the future and then he immediately what's that group that he um around this time with um it's a comic book or they wore the v for vendetta masks and on no um, the protests, they were like the 1% versus... Pro- oh, 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 um, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall yeah. Street. That? This is much later on, though. Much later on, but, like, he he was telling the young people to, like, go forward and take down the world, but a few years later, he's like, you people know nothing. Oh, yeah, th- yeah, this, this Frank Miller is much more visceral than the current one, where he's just, uh, super boomer at this point. <laughs> it's like, everything is... a. It's weirdly, it's so reactive. 
Yeah, yeah. I that, feel like a lot of his work is. Yeah, yeah. That it's it's hard to get a grasp on it. But the main thing is, everyone's distracted. The only people who aren't distracted are Batman and Frank Miller. And I, I feel like in this book, Frank Miller, Batman is Frank Miller's Mary Sue. It's 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 an old man. He he looks nothing like Bruce. He's bald. He's just old. He looks nothing like even what he looked like in Dark Knight Returns. Um, but he's the one even showing like the superheroes are doing nothing. They've they've turned their eye on this this world. The world's overrun by capitalists and uh, evil people. And Batman's the only one who could gather the forces of of the, the youth to to take control back. Really, and like through this, Batman is killing people. He's letting people get killed. Like this isn't Batman. This is Frank Miller under the cowl. Which is so strange when you see who the eventual main villain of this book is. Because it's not the president. It's not Lex Luthor. It's not Brainiac. It's Dick Grayson. It's the Joker. It's He's not even the main villain. I, I found that part to be very weird. I, it is so out of place, I feel. The orphanage stuff. Because I didn't know where that came from. They're the people that create, like, genetically mutated. Nothing's ever explained. There's nothing explained in this book. I look. I went to go look into it because I was confused as well. And apparently they were supposed to be explained in All-Star Batman and Robin. Of course. But All-Star Batman and Robin is sort of the same Batman. I've never read it, so I can't speak to that. It's very strange. Um, one, one of the things, I, I, as I was reading this, I had to backtrack a lot in this book. But like Even when, when Metropolis explodes... I did not know it exploded. No. You can't tell what's going on. You have these these weird digital effects that are happening that deal with explosions. Matt, you describe them as hentai blurs. They're hentai pixels. <laughs> it's just called a blur, Matt. It's not used exclusively in hentai. I'm at my lowest point. It's a hentai. <laughs> but uh, they're like I had to – when Metropolis explodes, it you don't see it explode, I don't think, or you see the the – it's like a, the way the panel layout works. I found the panel paneling to be confusing because a lot of important scenes happen in smaller panels while less important scenes happen in the bigger panels on the same page. There's no action in this book, and that's weird to say <laughs> because uh, yeah. there's no real backgrounds. No, every, no. Everything – the book is fluid. It is so fluid, and everything just moves, and it doesn't care if you pay attention. Uh, I like when Brainiac turned into a frog beast and he starts slamming on the ground like Donkey Kong and destroying Metropolis. <laughs> He's using his down B. Couldn't tell you how he was doing that. I, I didn't just, either. It's literally, it's just you're flipping through. All right, I guess that's what he's doing. The the way I looked at this whole book was like an abstract painting. It's up close as I'm reading it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who's who. I don't know where's where. But as I finished it and I look, I looked at it as a as a piece of work. I'm like. I get the general feel. I think I understand what was what was being like, what the the message was really. Um, but at its on the the macro level, it's incoherent. I think, and I think the incoherency of it was the charm for me. If there is charm in this, because it's just literally Frank Miller just bleeding on the page, in in story and art, really. It- there's one page I'm strangely praising this book in some way. Yeah, there's one page where it's literally just two figures at the very bottom of the right hand corner, and the rest of the page is just color. It's just green and pink and yellows. It's like an explosion of color. The Green Lantern stuff. Or... Everything is exploding in your face, and I think that again, I'm sorry to say, it's circling back 
to 9-11. <laughs> I think that's really the whole point, in a way. Like, everything is blowing up in your face. You're not... <laughs> it's such a crude description, but I get it, yeah. Everything's going on in your face, and you're kind of like, you have to just go through it, but you're constantly revisiting it as well to see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of torturous in a way, and I don't mean that, like, like it's like he's forcing you to go back and study it and re-examine it. <sighs> Maybe, maybe. I, I think it's... I, it's a weird relationship with the reader, I'd say. Oh, 100%. It's almost like the reader doesn't matter Yeah. in this. that's Again, that's where the incoherency is for me. It's it's almost like something that isn't meant to be read. Almost like a journal, in a way. But instead, we're doing a blockbuster DC book. Which is so strange, because like if you look at it, the pornographic sure. imagery... Like... Oh, go back to Sin City. The guy has a strange relationship with women. And, and his relationship with him. I don't know if this is true, but I think this might be his last. This came out before, I mean, after Sin City, I believe. Sin City was 98. Let me just double you'd, check, you'd check that. that for me. I don't, I, don't, um, I don't know. I think this might be his last work with Lynn Farley. Oh, really? Well, speaking of the role of women in this, though, that this is a. This is a. a, a uh, <laughs> this is does not show women very well at all no not they're, even carrie kelly they're used as sex symbols even the the main heroine in this who is 16 is a sex symbol they constantly there's constantly ass shots of her my little girl yeah there's like some weird like ddlg thing going on right there not that there's anything wrong with that but when it's a little, literal little glow girl, there's a problem there, with it. I thought there was a lot of, like, it was very uncomfortable the way they spoke with her. Because, yeah. like, they're, Dick Grayson's like, you love her like a daughter, but that's not how I took the way Batman spoke to her at all. No, not at all. It was very creepy. He was, there's a, there's a, the way Batman just talks about Carrie Kelly, because Carrie Kelly doesn't really get that much dialogue. A lot of it is her doing things and Batman admiring her. And, and and that's where it's a little bit uh, creepy and voyeuristic, where he's just admiring her every movement and her the way how she how she's like a better version of him, which is almost egocentric in its voyeurism. He's so obsessed with, and he's so obsessed with his own vision for how everything else should be. He yeah. doesn't listen to Superman. He doesn't listen to the Flash. This is my war. This is my war. Something he repeats over and over again. Yeah. And What's it's no, war. It's very interesting choice. Yeah, very interesting because the war on crime, right? Or, or, or even the war on terror at that point. It's kind of sick. This is this 2002. The country is on the brink of of a war that is still happening. It's in 2020. So, okay, yeah, no, 300 came out in 1998. I believe this was the last work they produced interesting. together. Interesting. Um, and, and this was the meltdown because after this, I, it's public knowledge out there. He. he I think he became like an alcoholic, and he his health declined. Yeah, for his sure. Health declined. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a kind of a, a domino effect after that. And I think Holy Terror didn't do well at the time. It was uh, a laughing stock. I would I would describe the spirit film. Same. Oh boy. Yeah. Sin City two. When did Sin City one come out as a as a film? I think 2005 okay. because I, I remember Jasanti was trying to get me to watch it when and I think we were that in high was school. probably the high point for him. Yeah. That was like the the climax leading into 
the the fall the fall yeah um the designs in this uh, the design of this book is strange both the the, the costume designs are inter- are interesting but also the, the the page layouts the the use of it almost says fuck you to the normal use of paneling and storytelling like there are no the page turns in this make no sense from a storytelling standpoint no but here's the weird thing unlike uh unlike something i think i tried to read black hat number three the other day or whatever where they're in dr strange's thing with the stairs how you liking that by the way it's real good yeah right yeah it is good but like i couldn't understand what was happening in that page this panel direction i had no problem with oh no i had no problem with the direction of it but in terms of layout if you read back uh, like dark knight returns that is calculated yeah in what it's it's trying to do like the news the news scenes are in a certain panel that is understandable with this book even though I can, I, I can understand the flow of of panels and di- and dialogue boxes and everything. It is all over the place. It's almost like you just took a puzzle and you just put the pieces next to each other without really forming the whole piece. Like you're missing pieces here and there, um, which I think is a very interesting turn for the book. But I could also like imagine reading Dark Knight Return and then getting excited for this, you know, as it comes out and then it's this. Do you want to know what I found extremely fascinating? Uh, one of the we've talked about it for years now, but Man of Steel. The scene I hate the most is Metropolis is just destroyed. People's ashes are flying around, and Lois Lane and Superman kiss in the middle of everyone's destruction. <laughs> that scene came from this book because yeah, in a way, oh, yeah. Superman and Wonder Woman fuck, and then they crash land into the Earth, and then she immediately gets pregnant, and then says that <laughs> <it when> she. <laughs> Which I think I think there is a, a a lack of understanding of of physiology, but hey, Amazonians maybe I don't know. That's it, some super sperm. It was, and then like his morning of Lois, but he's banging Wonder. I was very confused. yeah. It's, and then his daughter is named after Lana, Lana Lana Lang, and who's Lana Lang is alive in the book. Yeah, it's it's a uh, strange. There's one line in the book that I I found just really um, is a peek into the mindset of. Oh, I opened it to it right away. That's terrifying. That is. Um, uh, to, to the mindset of, of the way women are perceived in this. So as uh, Wonder Woman is beating the shit out of Superman, trying to snap some sense into him, and right uh, as they kiss and they're about to uh, uh, skyfuck, um, Wonder Woman says, where is the hero who threw me to the ground and took me as his rightful prize? And I was like, oh boy. There, there is a, a strange ownership of women in this. And then is thematically throughout his work. Yes, 100%. You get Electra. You get every female in Sin City. They're aimed to kill for it. That's the whole plot. <laughs> it's true. It's true, which is, is um, uh, problematic as fuck. Um, yeah. But also it is interesting to track throughout a, throughout a, a, a history of work. And it's so strange. So I posted a picture of uh, Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman design, which I love. I re- it's a great design. Yeah, I love I'll, that I'll design. I think the the facial structure is is something that we don't get. I feel like Wonder Woman's drawn like a white woman too much. Yeah. Um, which is it's nice to see something, something different here. So I posted a picture of that on my Instagram, and someone uh, messaged me and was like, "That looks like an 11 year old drew it," and I was like, 
I was like, one. You uncultured swine. So they're an artist, and I said, you have no eye for art, and they're very offended. Um, um, you went for the hardest. I went for the. Reply. You should cut off your hands and then hang yourself. Um, that was you fucked tie, up. You can't tie the That's thing. it. That, yeah. But um, his work is so. No matter how what era you get to of Frank Miller, it's always Frank Miller. It's very visceral and in your face. It is a choice in this book. Yeah. Because that, that panel of uh, Superman looking at Lois's lo- the locket of Lois, that is like Darwin Cook style, like old school art. And yeah. he chooses it to draw the way. So he can do that. I'm not so sure anymore, um, unfortunately. And but... The last book we saw from him was Xerxes, and that book was... Not good. Well, maybe that's his character we don't need to revisit too. Yeah. So, um, no, it's um. Uh, again, I don't. I don't know my my thoughts. I I could not give this a number rating. I wouldn't because I think yeah. I think out of any Batman book and any Frank Miller book, this is truly. Um, no matter how you come out of it, the reading, it is a personal experience. And you will have your own perspective of it from it. Like it is, and that's that's I think the positive thing about it sure, is, sure, yeah. No matter who reads this, how many times you read this, you're always going to get a new outcome, a new feeling. Yeah, I think uh, if you're a Batman fan and you want to read this because you're a Batman fan, don't. It's it, you're going to get nothing from it. It's not a Batman book, in my opinion. If you are a fan of Frank Miller, definitely read it. If you were a New Yorker. Sure, yeah. I, I'd say read this. Or if you just want something that feels personal, even though, yes, this is a Batman book, um, read this. It's interesting. Or even if it, look, the art is not to everyone's taste, apparently, um, but it is something to look at. I think <laughs> that's uh, The art of the, this book was something to look at. I think it'd be a fascinating um, read side-by-side uh, side with Paul Dini and Eduardo Rizzo's The Dark Knight. I love that book. It, it is I think biographical Batman books are fascinating because, in a way, this is sort of a biographical Batman. In a way, yes, I agree. Yep. Uh, just like uh, Grant Morrison's biographical uh, Batman story, uh, Batman Returns, or <laughs> one throughout time. What is it? What was it called? Batman in Time was it? I don't remember what it was. But I feel I like that's an auto book. <laughs> I real... don't think we're ever gonna get something like this ever again. I think there's a reason why I disagree. Brian Azzarello and Adam Kubert and Klaus Janssen did Dark Knight 3. I 100% disagree, and here's why. I think Black Label is showing that there's a market for it right now. Really? And I think if anyone does it, it's DC currently. I think the stuff with like with uh, what um, Sajik is doing in Harleen is, is very different, and they're, they're showing that they're not afraid to do something weird, and especially with this uh, supposed 5G coming up which may be delayed now, uh, they need to have their characters in other books. Yeah. Um, and the the YA and uh, Young yeah, Kids yeah. line, fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like there, there's a place for that in there, too. Um, I just want to see... Uh, the His next book with uh, Ben Caldwell, the Carrie Frank, Kelly Frank book, is going to be in the DC Ink line. Frank Miller is doing a DC Ink book? Mm-hmm. He's writing it, not drawing. I know. I mean, but like Ben Caldwell is a. Uh, I love Ben Caldwell, um, but he's very salacious. Uh, yeah, drawer, uh, artist. Um, read that Banana Split Suicide Squad issue. That's some fun it's shit. It's good. Yeah. 
but no, I, I think this was, this was a good choice, Matthew. I, I'm happy you liked it. I was worried because... I liked the experience. I will not say I liked this book. Yeah, that's what I wanted. But I will always keep this on my bookshelf, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I would not have read this. I've only heard bad things about this. And I haven't... Not to toot my own horn, but I haven't heard nuanced things about this, to be honest. I think the thing about this book is you only hear interesting takes about it if you go out looking for it. Fair. And I, I when I started really wanting to pursue a career in comics, that was one of the things I wanted to do was get more educated takes on comics that I didn't particularly like. And that's what I sought out. I think a good companion to this would be Grant Morrison's uh, That Man on Batman interview. I still haven't listened to that. He's fantastic. Yeah, I know. You know why I haven't listened to it? It's because you hate Kevin Smith. I don't like that guy. But I think he's a fantastic interviewer. Put on some pants. Take the damn jacket off with your fucking hockey jersey. You lost weight, buddy. Get a new wardrobe. Well, no, he does now. He just wears oversized blazers. Yeah, stop doing that. Replacement to the jerseys. It's still stupid. I agree. You look like a kid, uh, three kids trying to sneak into a movie. (laughs) Oh, boy. Although, I'll be on the show if you want (laughs) us. What's it called? Clout Jason. So, here's my question. Sure. So, we read this now. Are, what what are, other Batman are we going to read? No. Are, are we going to table Miller for now? Because we did a lot of Miller in the last year. This this has been the year of Miller. Yeah. Uh, we've done... Uh, what have we done? We've done Sin City. We did Dark Knight, uh, Batman Year One. Did we do Born Again? I don't think we did. No, I think you just, you just I just read that on the side. But I think we did another Frank Miller one as well. No, I fanboy and Comics Post did Born Again this year. There. So that's where I'm thinking of the podcast. Thing, but yeah. no, um, I don't know. I think we're... Because I, I... There's a lot of Miller I'd love to check out. Like, I'd love to get you to read... Is All-Star Batman finished? Did it ever it's finish? It's up to 10. Is there a, a collection of it? There's only a collection of 1 to 9, but I have issue 10 and I could send it to you. What is this? I, it, I have it digitally. Oh, so they can, is the, so I can get the whole ten digitally. Yeah, but and does it is there a full story? No, it stops abruptly. Oh my god, why would I read that? But the thing is, I think the absolute edition has one through ten. But I already had the trade. Why would I why, buy the absolute? And also, edition? why would I want an absolute edition that is not the absolute finish of the book? Exactly, it's not an absolute edition. Um, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, um, what Miller we could do. I think All Star is my favorite of this decade of last. last All Star Batman. All Star Batman. Also, Batman was the first comic I ever bought as a single, and I got it signed by Jim Lee. And oh, that's that, when you were waiting on those long lines of Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. Uh, huh. Huh. I mean, if we're going to do a Jim Lee Batman book, we're doing Hush. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's the Wait, book. Wait, did we do Hush, right? No, we did. Oh. No, but I read Hush recently for yeah. the first time, so. Um, even I got to say, that book's fucking gorgeous. Uh, maybe we should just table Batman books for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's your you got next pick. I do have next pick, uh, and I have not thought about that. I'm hoping my with with my my trip coming up, it's going to wind up being like a Star Wars book or some shit. Fuck. We're going to be reading Joshua Williams's Haunted Mansion. I have to give you, I have the the trade paper, but no, the hardcovers of the original trilogy of Star Wars, and I'm never going to read them. Do you want them? What original trilogy? The original Marvel adaptations. You have the first issues? No, the the trades. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I might read those. Yeah, I have no interest in. I'm probably I want to know about Bunny them. O'Hare. Ooh, the He's in there, right? best bunny. Actually, no, a Playboy Bunny's best bunny. I'm so lonely. 
All right, guys. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, you can follow us at Longbox Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at longboxpodcast.com. I just stole your thunder there for a bit. Yeah. No, because I was like, we usually do ours, and then I know I was, I was throwing you off on purpose. Uh, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter, or maybe see uh all the shenanigans I'm getting to uh on my vacation. Uh, follow me uh, at Matthew P. L. Murphy on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of my media intake Excel spreadsheets from 2019. If you like data sheets, Matt's the follow for you. I, uh, there were people who were like, oh, no, I'm so sorry for you. And then there were people who thanked me and were like, I want to do that. So it's there's there's two types of people out there, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, you yeah. told me to get help, and I, I think I might need it. <laughs> As somebody who just started going to therapy again, I, I uh, recommend it for anyone. Yeah, it's it's yeah. my time. <laughs> Your time is up. My time is now. Um, that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week for a, <laughs> a movie. Uh, goodbye. Bye-bye.